Hey everybody, welcome back to Marvel Fanfare. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. Hey, Jess is back. Hey. <laughs> I haven't I was talked like, oh, to what? you really since uh, Scarlet Witch, maybe? maybe? Yes, I think so. I think I came on and chatted with you and Elizabeth about yeah. um, WandaVision. Yeah. Wow, that's been I, a while. I said Scarlet Witch, but yeah, I meant WandaVision. It's been a hot minute, so... We've yeah. we've already seen the death of Wanda. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or um, so we think. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I'm, so we're going to talk about Miss Marvel, which is a show that we kind of like got lost in the ether between Moon Knight and She Hulk, and like I, honestly, nobody else I know was really watching it. Um, the people I do know that were watching it, I don't have a like podcasting relationship with. So gotcha. like I, nobody really was, I was like, I, I don't want to talk about it by myself. So um, you finally, you, you actually caught up with it a while. We've been trying to put this together for like six weeks or something. <laughs> At least. Yeah, it was crazy. I got caught up and then I got really sick and then you got really sick. Yeah, we, <laughs> were, was... we were both sick for almost two weeks. Like yeah. I still have like a, like a throat like problem like if i talk too long i actually podcasted this morning with a buddy of mine for like two hours so i thought i was fine and then like midday my throat was just like i was like man i can't lose my voice so if it sounds a little scratchy oh, no. that's why <laughs> oh, no. um so anybody that wants to watch miss marvel I, I assume has already seen it but there's a few things that we haven't had a chance to talk about that I, i'm curious because we haven't really texted that much either. Like, so speaking of WandaVision, how did you feel uh, about Doctor Strange as a follow-up to WandaVision? Okay, so I I liked Doctor Strange. <clears throat> now it's been, it, it has now been like a bit since I've seen that one. Um, but so I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I know a lot of people, uh, my, my husband was one of them, that didn't really like it quite as well um for whatever reason and i i enjoyed it so like i thought it was an interesting kind of sequel but it it felt very like distinctly different from to me than from like the original doctor strange and so it kind of like went off on this whole crazy multiverse type of story which has been set up throughout all of the like tv series if you've been watching them but i feel like if someone was just kind of watching for watching the movies and didn't really do like a deep dive into the TV series that it may have felt a bit off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I didn't love it when I saw it in the theater, but I rewatched it when it hit Disney plus and I, I just found some a, like a lot to really appreciate about it. Not yeah. so much with Thor 11 thunder. <laughs> 
Um, I haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder because honestly, I heard it was pretty terrible and it's like a Herculean effort for us to get to the theater these days. So I'm just waiting for it all to come to Disney Plus so I can Um, watch it. Now, I know um, that's on Disney Plus, but I still haven't watched it yet. I I heard it was pretty terrible. It's long and a little bit tedious. Like there are parts that are really funny and really great and but there's so much that it just drags. Um Let's see, what what else has happened? Uh, Moon Knight was okay, but Moon Knight was even before Doctor Strange. Um, That's true. Yeah, we were we were still we texted back and forth about Moon Knight. Yeah. I I loved it. I'm I'm a sucker for the Egyptian folklore, but I know you didn't really like the finale. I didn't mind yeah, the finale. It, it was it was the CGI mess of it all, which yeah. seems to be like almost what everything kept building to. Yes, and, and I'm like, like I wanted to see Moon Knight, not a big CGI god find another big CGI god. Like I can That's watch fair. a Godzilla movie if I want to. <laughs> I wanted to see the like street fighting kind of thing, like the in your face stuff. Um, yeah, that was really the disappointing thing. She Hulk has been probably my favorite so far. Like I, I don't. Did you watch it? I haven't. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's uh, it's next on the list. So. It, it a lot of people are like seem really mixed on it. A lot of people were negative on it. I just thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, have you had a chance? Well, probably not. But the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special just dropped. Which, if you like the Guardians, I do. It's so fun and sweet. And like it is the perfect like Christmassy kind of thing without being like too Christmassy. Um, and uh, Werewolf by Night was their Halloween special. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that, but it was really good, too. Oh, no, I didn't. I see. I didn't realize they were doing like these holiday special things until I literally just saw a trailer for Guardians, the the holiday special on TV tonight <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or today I, at some point. But yeah, I don't know what's going on with their lack of kind of promoting these things. Like it's maybe it's just because Twitter has taken such a sharp decline. <laughs> sharp um, turn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, like, James Gunn has been the only person I've seen, like, outside of, like, people going, like, hey, I'll watch this. It's great. But, like, James Gunn has been actively promoting it, which is kind of weird since he just took over the role of the head of the DC stuff. Um, I know. Yeah. Which you have to be somewhat excited for. I I mean, I know it's not going to bring back all the shows that we lost, specifically Legends. But, like, I know y'all podcast about a lot of uh, DC shows right now. Just, well, nothing's going right now. <laughs> no. Well, actually, technically, I mean, Stargirl's still on its yeah, finale. Yeah, it's got, what, two more episodes or so? Two more episodes. They've officially canceled it. So, we know yeah. that's not coming back. They oh, canceled... Titans is on. Yeah. So, we, we don't actually cover titans but titans is still on and still going we have we had thought about maybe going back and covering it but one of us has watched all of it and two of us are stuck in season two (laughs) so that's funny because season two was when i really fell in love with the show 
the first season I was just like, oh, this is tough. <laughs> like, it seems like a bunch of junior high school kids wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of, but I don't know. I really enjoyed the first season. And then the second season, it wasn't bad, but it was, it started to be tedious for me to get through when we were getting one present day scene and one flashback. And it was oh, just back yeah. and forth and yeah. back and forth. They really started losing me on some of those. I was like, okay, we get it. Like, I don't know. It was like the whole Jericho thing. I think I made it most of the way through the season, but I haven't finished it yet. Like, we I know think the it's because dead, I'm, just like... I'm, I love that arc in the comics so much. It's ah. been adapted a few times. So like, I think that's what really drew me in season three. I think is really good. I, I, the show does a great job of making you hate uh, Jason Todd. Um, oh. I don't remember if he's in season two. He's, yeah, he is in season two. Okay. They introduce him, and he's kind of like very showy, kind of like annoying. I yep. mean, really. <laughs> so they kind of keep that going. Okay. Good yeah. Time. Well, th- <laughs> that is who the character is. It's it, yeah. very annoying, <laughs> but like in the books, like that's who he is. Like you just want somebody to beat this kid to death. To and that, him. that's yeah. what happens. <laughs> so uh, in the books, he dies. You know, Joker kills him in the books yeah so, i i did know that yeah I, um, to, I don't know that i specifically read that arc but i do i did know that so well lo, lois and well that's uh superman and lois may be canceled after the next season i but, i think i think they're getting rid of all of it especially since they they axed all the dc stuff on hbo max so yeah well i guess i mean except i mean really like titans as far as i know hasn't been like officially stopped yet but that was kind of like not i mean kind of in a different universe that and like doom patrol is that still on yeah doom patrol probably they they have one more season that they filmed um gotcha but it's probably done after that it's such a i love it but it is such a weird show that i cannot see the Zaslov or whatever the frick his name is just being like, no, yeah, let's keep doing more of this considering like he, he's just axing anything to cut uh, money because they're, they were just bleeding money. I know. So, and which, so is the CW. Yeah. It, which makes the, like, I know we're off on a tangent. It makes, <laughs> it frustrates me. The Elon Twitter thing frustrates me more because of like I, I I understand what he's doing like politically and whatever, but like dude, yeah. Disney paid four billion dollars for Marvel. They paid four billion dollars for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You could have bought like ten of those franchises for what you paid for this stupid service for you to just like tell people what you're thinking. Like, you want to monetize something, man. Like, step in and take Warner Brothers from this jackass. Like, yeah. or, or save, uh, um, I mean, Sony, I guess, kind of doesn't need saving. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, of all the things you could do, like, somebody save Warner Brothers. <laughs> I know. Like, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, I mean, the DC stuff, I mean, the TV stuff was was decently strong for a while, until the CW kind of like hit a downturn and then they started wrapping everything up. And I think that's why I was so upset that Legends didn't get to have its final say because everybody every, else did. Everybody else did. Everybody else had the respect to know they were being canceled 
I mean, even Batwoman knew it wasn't coming back, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So like they all got to end on their own terms and Legends can't. So I'm mildly hopeful, although not that I wanted this to happen, but I would rather get some closure through the Flash. And I'm really, really, really hoping the fl- that they'll... I don't care if they dedicate an episode to it per se, but I would just like some stuff weaved in throughout that last season just to like give us some closure because they ended on a massive cliffhanger and I was yeah. angry. We didn't get to end on our own terms, but whatever. Um, at least Stargirl, they were given enough of a heads up. They filmed it to end the series. I don't know how they're going to so, do that. but It's so weird because of all the shows, Legends is the one, the one that literally... If it's not working, you can change anything about that show. And everything. And season seven was so good. Like, I really loved season seven. I don't know if you got I like. I don't know that there was a season of that show I out and out didn't like. Because it was always just fun with the characters. I think some of the things probably went on a little too long. But, um... You know, there was, I don't think it ever had like an out and out bad season, like the last season of The Flash. I, I mean, I didn't care. It was pretty I terrible. just didn't care. Like, I, I was like, if Iris dies, I don't care at this point. <laughs> I just don't care if she dies. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was so weird because it was like, I don't know. I, I guess it ended up coming out after their season came out, but there's like some weird like COVID protocols going on. And so like, that's why it felt like they were actively trying to basically have her and Sue Dibney, that actress, like on their own set, like literally away from everyone else. Like it was just so weird and obvious, but like there, there was like no mention of it during the actual season. And it didn't start coming out until after the season aired about like, I don't know, there was some like weird, Things between because they film in Canada and she's a U.S. citizen and trying to like get back and forth and do all that like with all the COVID stuff. So mm. I don't know. It was weird, but that that always felt weird to me. I was like, did something happen on the set? Like, does she just yes. not want to like, work I with don't the entire be cast with him anymore? <laughs> right. I know. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a, a a friend of mine who is very famous for being very vocal about how little chemistry Grant and Candace have, which I don't know that I fully agree with, but they've made some interesting choices for them from a writing yeah. perspective. It, it's it's so strange because their chemistry in the first few seasons very much had to be like kind of brother and sisterly. Yeah. But not. So it, you get this whole like Luke and Leia vibe. Yes. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully James Gunn and his partner, whose name I can never remember, um, who's doing the more like business producery side of it, and Gunn is the more creative, I guess, director. Uh, right. It's going to be interesting to see what they put together. Um, like yeah. I, I, unless it comes down from on high, I don't think the Rock's little like play to be the power in the DC universe. Like, I, I just don't, I, like, I don't think Gunn is a guy that really cares about The Rock. You know, mm. he cares about the story. So. Yeah, that's true. He does. Yeah. And he, I mean, he does. I mean, he's done well with Guardians. I mean, and he, did he do end up doing one of the Suicide Squads? I can't remember. Yeah, the last one. The Suicide Squad. The, yeah. The, the, the redo. Peacemaker, which uh, a Peacemaker <sighs> is really 
the thing that I guess got him like they understood what he can do creatively, which Peacemaker is not at all a family show, but it is a lot of fun. Um, I, like I really enjoyed it, um, despite not really caring about the character. What they did was was fun, funny, and also like relevant. So gotcha. Definitely, that one's on my list as well. One of my co-hosts watched it, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you have to watch this." He's like, "This is so good." I was like, "Okay." He's like, "It's not family friendly. Do not yeah, yeah. watch it during the day." I was like, "Okay." Like you kind of know with like the Suicide Squad, because like, eh, it's a rated R like yeah. movie, you know. But like with this, it'd be like, it's like looks superhero-y. Like he's dressed in a goofy costume, and I, I kind of like with Titans, like. The first True. season of the Titans when they're it's just like they say fuck like every other word. I <laughs> like, know. <laughs> yeah, just, I know that like, oh, we can curse? Let's curse. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, anything in that universe, I'm like, okay, definitely not uh light and fluffy. Keep this very far away from my small children. <laughs> um, so uh enough DC. So Miss Marvel, uh yes. six episodes. These episodes were longer than I remembered. I thought that they were 30-minute episodes. <laughs> I started no. rewatching it, and I was like, oh, I forgot how long this show was. Yeah, some of them were pretty long. I mean, I think most of them were 40 to 50 minutes, and there's no yeah. commercials. So it's like, I mean, it's it's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so were you familiar at all with the character? I was not. I'm not a not a big Marvel comic reader, and especially not anything that's relatively modern, as I understand her character is. Yeah, she's uh, last decade, I would say. Yeah. Um, like uh, maybe maybe a little bit older than that, but really come to prominence in like the last five or six years. She's been a part of a lot of big big things going on. In the books, she's not. I mean, we're going to spoil the show, so I already said it. <laughs> you find out at the end of the show she's a mutant, which yes. that's the first time. This show's the first time that word gets thrown about. Um, it gets mentioned. I, I, you haven't seen Black Panther either, I, I assume, because you don't have the time. No, I haven't, <clears> but you're welcome to spoil it. It's okay. I'll, it's, I'll, it's I'll get to it. The character of Namor in, in the comics, Hi. he's a mutant. And oh. I, the big question was, is he going to be a mutant in the movie? And it, it very, very briefly in the movie, he says, I'm uh, they're not Atlantean in the movie. They're something else. Um, they're like a, like Incan or Mayan. I forget, like in that area. Yeah. Um, and uh, or like Toltec or something like that. Uh, he's also a mutant. And he he just very briefly just says, I'm this and I'm a mutant and that's how I can do some of the things that I do. And uh, so, like, it's weird that Feige is using, like, we're not getting the mutants introduced into the MCU in a big, splashy, like, here's the X-Men. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're just showing you that mutants, like, do exist so that we can... Then just go, oh, this isn't some big new thing. We've had mutants for the last five or six years. Um, yeah. So I also, I also heard that part of it. Now you're fine. I also heard that part of that was because they wanted to shy away from the inhumans because yes, in the comics, she's inhuman. She's right? inhuman. Right. And 
uh, Ike Perlmutter, the previous head of Marvel Studios, ruined the Inhumans because uh, Feige had a, like, I don't know if you remember, years and years ago, they had put a stamp, like, we're going to do an Inhumans movie as part of one of the yes. phases. And well, because they Perlmutter stepped in because of Agents of Shield. Yeah. yeah. Perlmutter stepped in and go, nope, we have the Inhumans now. Um, so we're going to do that. And they did that TV show that was not great. So I never watched it. I heard how terrible it was. It, yeah. It, it's unfortunate because the cast was so good, which uh, uh, I forget his name was in uh, Black Bolt, was in Doctor oh, Strange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, he he was fine. The cast was great. It was just, it was tried to be this really high budget thing with no money. <laughs> so uh, it was unfortunate. Um, but it is all on Disney Plus. If you, you just need, you know, to fill <laughs> some some time in your life. Um, but yeah, it, it was. I, I was. I wondered what they were gonna do because. I'm like, well, they're not going to do the Inhumans. Like, it's so tainted now that yeah. he's just not going to touch it. Um, so I, I, I thought the mystical route was where they were going, which is what it feels like for the first five episodes of this show. Right. <laughs> like, oh, she's got, like, mystical powers. It's this bangle. Um, mm -hmm. And then you find out that it isn't. Um, but I, she is so much fun. Like, this is yeah. my sec easily my second favorite. If, if She-Hulk hadn't have been just hysterical and I wasn't madly in love with uh, Tatiana Maslany, <laughs> it, it probably would not be my favorite because the effects work is not great in that show. Um, but this, I just, I loved everything about this show. Uh, anyway, I've been talking too long. What did you think about it? No, you're fine. No, I agree with you. I actually was very, like, pleasantly surprised about the show. Not that I wasn't, like, planning to watch it, but it kind of bumped up in my queue when you're like, hey, we should watch this. I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I'll watch it. And I turned it on and I was like, you know, this is, like, a ton of fun. Like, I just, I loved the lead actress. Like, I thought she was super cute and just, like, very, like, relatable. Like, I don't, I don't have a familiarity, like, with Kamala from the comics but I just really felt like that actress kind of like got her she just seemed to like live in that character if that makes sense yeah I, absolutely I I'm I'm not like a big follower of her in the comics but she's shown up enough that I have that familiarity with her mm -hmm. uh, and I think she definitely captures like the spirit of who that character is she is in the book that it does start with like she's a total fangirl for all these heroes, which is not something like you'd seen played for uh, the good. Usually when tropes like that show up in books, it's like, oh, they're obsessed with this character. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it winds up being like a, kind of a weird stalkery kind of thing. And she was, she's fangirls about superheroes the way, you know, you did or I did when we were kids about our favorite rock bands oh, yeah. or pop stars or, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so to have that and bring it actually into the MCU proper and do it successfully, I, I thought 
they they just pulled it off so well because it could come off so weird because it's like you're praising yourself it's very like back patty like all of our heroes are so great but like you're when they do it through the lens of her like it feels so genuine you know yeah yeah no i i liked the feel and i think maybe for that reason like and i think this may have been what like turned some people off of it was just that i mean it was like legitimately teenagers (laughs) who had no idea like what they were doing and it was definitely, I feel like, geared toward a younger audience. Like, they wanted to bring in that, like, kind of younger teen, like, younger teen girls and kind of, like, introduce them into the MCU because it has been going on for so long. And, you know, those of us that have been around with it since the beginning, I mean, some of us were quite young <laughs> when some of this stuff, like, all kicked off anyway. And so I thought it was a nice way to, like, bring uh, the younger generation up into like the Marvel universe and kind of like keep it going. But I do think that is kind of what turned some of the hardcore fans, some, you know, some people that have been with it since the very beginning kind of away from it. Cause it felt, I heard comments saying it felt like a little bit immature, a little bit too juvenile. So but I, I yeah, enjoyed it. They said the same things about She-Hulk. So, uh, but True. then you also have the, like the truly like trolly, like, Oh, it's gotta be woke. Oh, it's gotta be, and you know, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Just like whatever. Like get over it. Yeah. It's so I get that. Like if you watch the first episode and you're like, yeah, I'm really not interested in watching the adventures of a teenage wannabe superhero. I get that. But like, it, it's the, just because she's a woman or a Muslim, like that. It's so which wound up being one of the things I love the most about the show. Was yeah. the culture aspect of it. Yes. And it, it's really weird. Because I watched this other show. I've been watching for a couple of years. This show called Rami on uh, Hulu. And it is set like in that Muslim culture. Like in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very adult oriented. Gotcha. And to watch it from the point of view of. Like her as a child. And see kind of the other side of it. Was uh it not, not gave me a new appreciation but it was it added a, like another like aspect to it you know not just like oh these you know like oh this is just like everybody else's family but like seeing it from her point of view it's like yeah but like there's also the this certain things about this culture that don't like make her feel trapped you know mm-hmm. which i guess most cultures probably have that especially for women like absolutely it's the relationship between her and her brother and her parents and her and her parents and her brother like i didn't grow up with older siblings because i'm the oldest so i don't know what that's like i know me uh i always well me and ryan but we always kind of got away with a little bit more because we were older and males so i imagine like, oh, this is what my sisters felt like when, <laughs> like, we were, not that we were getting into trouble, but, like, if we went off somewhere, it was never, it was just like, okay, be back at this time, be safe. But, like, if they went off somewhere, it was like, where are you going? Who are you going with? When will you be back? Are their parents going to be there? Like, oh, you're not going dressed like that. Like, it, oh, just all, yes. all of those things. 
<laughs> and see, I, I even though I was the oldest, I got all of that because I was, I was the girl. I mean, that was part of it. But I mean, also like, I mean, I wasn't like super uh, a troublemaker. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I can't really like relate to having siblings, uh, like older siblings. But you know, I had a younger brother, and. There were many different reasons why we were treated differently, but but a lot of times it definitely felt like, oh, yeah, it's fine. He'll be home when he gets home. And meanwhile, it's like, if you're not home by 1030, you're grounded for a month. <laughs> you know, it was like that sort of thing. It felt like to me, you know, from my perspective, of course. Yeah. Um. So uh, there is another aspect of this that gets introduced, I think, like in the second or third episode we're introduced to characters uh, who we find out they're called the clandestine um, yes. who are somewhere between the kind of inhumans and kind of mutants. And they do actually exist in the comics and they are very much like the characters we meet here, but we, none of the characters from the comics are these characters. Like, the comics, it's a weird, uh, like the, uh, the the progeny of like a a British dude from like the 1400s or something, and this otherworldly woman, mm-hmm. and they meet, they fall in love, and their children become this clandestine group of superpowered people. Um, uh, they they do have like ties to the jinn, which are like genies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it was kind of cool that they get to have their cake and eat it too by introducing characters that literally most like like casual Marvel fans were like, who? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had no idea who they were. <laughs> so, but they they don't have to be inhuman. And it was kind of cool. Yeah, well, that's where it felt like they were going the mystical route with Kamala's powers as well, because we they talk a lot about, especially once she goes to Pakistan, they talk a lot about how they're like connected to this other dimension that lives kind of like like adjacent to our dimension. But you know, then there's the whole thing about opening the portals and their dimension will take over our dimension, and so you definitely kind of felt like because you know, Kamala could also manipulate that same light energy. And then, of course, you know, we kind of get at the end, uh, Kamran gets the same kind of power as you kind of led to believe that it's all, they're all, you know, that they're both connected and that that's why, like, their ancestry <clears throat> comes, like, from the jinns and from this other dimension. And so I kind of liked how they did that. And then I guess, like, pulled the rug out from under us <laughs> saying, oh, by the way, no, you're you're actually different at the, at the very end. Um and I I wonder if I'm I mean I don't think they will because like I said Namor is a mutant too but he also has this like his culture is also very like similar in in the sense that like it, it's so it's just so deep in such an old culture that like yeah. okay. their characters could be kind of connected. Like when I, when so when we first found out she's a mutant, like I had this theory of like, oh, is this how they're gonna bring mutants in by saying that they're like descendants of this like otherworldly ancient race 
of people mm-hmm. and like they uh met like kind of and cohabitated with humans and you know as you go along like biologically and like through hundreds and thousands of years or whatever you lose that otherworldly thing but you keep the powers like there's that gene there or mm. something um i mean i don't know it was all theory but you know it, it could you know it could be a way to do it without saying well how, how have they not like how did they just come about but it could be the snap too um because yeah. we don't know what bringing everybody what kind of like genetic issues bringing a bunch of people back from the dead could have cost. <laughs> exactly. No, I know. <clears throat> That's like, I mean, I feel like they've left it open enough that they can just kind of go whatever way they want to go with it. So, like, I don't necessarily know that I have any any theories on that at all. I was just like, I, I, I was curious especially because like oh yeah your brother wanted to know if he's gonna get powers too and i was like you know that's an excellent point why why does a dude have power <laughs> so, so i like like they found a way to like differentiate it whatever they're gonna do with that i don't i don't i don't i mean i don't have any good theories on but i think is i think it was a good way to to set her apart and to kind of just make her stand out i guess i don't know yeah um so uh, you mentioned the episode where she goes to Pakistan, um, mm-hmm. and that it's maybe I don't I don't know if I'd say it's my fa- the wedding episode, which I think is the third episode. I mm. really really enjoy because there's so much action in that episode, but I, I did like the the Pakistan Pakistan stuff where she gets to meet the the Red Daggers and find out like so much more about her history. And they they keep <laughs> Watchmen kind of did this too for like American history. Did you watch that show on HBO Watchmen? I didn't watch the show. I have seen the movie and I have read the comics. Okay, uh, so the show is actually like a continuation of the movie. Oh. Um, it, it it has like Doctor cool. Manhattan in it. It's a, a different actor, obviously, but yeah. um, it. it it's really, really good, but it, it like gives you some like legit U.S. history that like I've never been taught. And Interesting. So now this isn't U.S. history, but like uh, like the India and like the the uh, Pakistan, like how it how all of that came about and how the British government like just royally fucked everything up uh like when they keep alluding to all of that in like the the early episodes but like it really delves like heavily in to what all of that was like for those people at that time and Mm -hmm. holy shit like I, i like it's weird because we've seen so like there's so much on the holocaust not, and not downplaying the Holocaust, but like you, we know, like we all know everybody in the U.S. except for the idiots who claim <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, like we all know what that was all about. But like this is like a paragraph in a history textbook somewhere. Like 
I vaguely I remember learning about any of this. And only in like, oh yeah, the British, uh, you know, like had control of India, then relinquished it. And then, and then like they get into all of this and like, I was floored. I was like, what? And I did like a literal, like two day dive, like through Wikipedia and like just Googling stuff and being like, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's something that I definitely want to do is more of a deep dive on this history because I am with you. Like I knew like very high level Yes, the British, you know, India was at one point part of the British Empire, yada, yada, yada. It probably wasn't super great. Imperialism, colonialism, all that fun stuff. Not super awesome. Um, but I didn't know kind of like the Partition aftermath. is what they, Partition, they yeah. referencing. Yeah. Yeah, like I didn't know the aftermath of it. I didn't know that they basically like segregated the populations, right, between Muslim and yeah. Hindu. And that they like, and that's, they shoved all the Muslims over into what eventually became Pakistan. And so I I thought that was like really fascinating and definitely something that I want to learn more about for sure. Because I think, I think that was my favorite episode, the time travel one, where we go back in time and where we get to kind of see that history, you know, where we kind of start to learn about everything that happened to her great grandmother. Is there a great grandmother? Aisha. Yeah, yeah, that's the the her great grandmother's the one that that they never found. Right. Well, then we know why. I was like devastated by that. I was like, she's gonna be alive, and there's gonna yeah. be this big reunion. And I was like gutted to see that she's literally murdered on that day. But I did love that it comes full circle. And time paradoxes aside, the fact that Kamala is the one that saves her grandmother, I thought that was very cool. I did yeah. like that touch. Kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent. But yes, I definitely I definitely want to do a deep dive on all of that history because I think it's fascinating and something that I don't know like anything about because, you know, over on this side of the world, that's not like history that they teach us, you know. But I feel like it's more important to like learn about other cultures just because I, I find it super fascinating. And so I'd like to know more about like what happened there to be more educated in general. It's interesting because, like, I mean, and, and not that I know history is not everybody's thing, but like, as I got older, I understood more and more. Like, not only do I not know world history, which that's one thing, but like, I, d- I don't even know U.S. history. Like, like right? you should, like, not you like find you out things, and it's just like, wait, that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Well, I mean, because all of the history texts, I mean, this is going off on way tangent, but I'm just going to say, I mean, they're, one, it's written by the victors. So history is always written by the people that win the wars, not the people that lose them. And also, it's politically motivated. I mean, everything is written, I mean, in some cases to, like, unify empires, in other cases to sweep stuff under the rug, you know, Um I mean, there's so, so much stuff about, like, our own history that's really not that, that far ago uh, that I I know I don't know enough about, so. Yeah, and, I, it, like, this show, this show and the other show I mentioned, Rami, which mm-hmm. actually does something similar. Like, he goes to Israel, mm. and that, like, that becomes, like, you, they kind of get into, like, the the dynamics of, like, like what what different people think that that piece of land is 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and how it was just like taken from one group and given to another. Yeah. And like, it, it, like, it's so just upsetting, you know, but like, it's not much different from, you know, a bunch of British white people showing up on a boat and being like, this is yours. What's mine now? <laughs> so, exactly. You know, like, it, and it just, it's, it's, important that shows like this are also like teaching you things um without being like i mean not to sound like one of those nut jobs but like without being like overly preachy or really like super woke about it like oh you should know this you know this is you know it's just like oh here's some some stuff about how we got here and you know what happened to us you know in yeah, I just I loved all of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I did too. I uh, I mean, I I loved like I loved their relationship. Like at the end I was very happy that they were able to bring the the grandmother, the mother and um Kamala like all together and kind of unify them in like one like strong team, if you will. And that's why I was like, yeah. "Oh, I can't believe like the great-grandmother's gone." Because I felt like it would be all four of them. Once yeah. we found out, you know, that she's like basically immortal. <laughs> it, it, with with Kamala's mom, like I, I thought it was an interesting, like not too obvious exploration of like generational trauma almost. Oh, where yeah. like the because the first few episodes, it's just like, God, man, like if you keep doing like riding this girl like that with with your like a like kind of oppressive like rules and ridiculousness. Um, and not even listening to what she's saying, then like she's going to like straight up revolt. Like you're going to wind up with mm-hmm. a kid who's doing all the things you don't want her to do because you will not stop hounding her. But then like you get into like what her mother went through, like, mm-hmm. and it like it makes her a little bit more relatable and more understandable as a character. Um, because like she had to be an adult before she should have been an adult, like, cause mm-hmm. her mom is a little nutty. <laughs> so. A little bit. Yeah. But the, I mean, but then like, I liked the re- fi- final reveal, you know, I guess not quite at the end, but you know, when she, they clue her mom in, like she finally yeah. witnesses, she's like, oh my gosh, it's been you this whole time. I was expecting it to be go the other way of where she's like, I can't believe, you know, you've been doing this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you're the bad name for our culture, but I, she embraced it. And <coughs> I, I thought that that was cool. And I was glad that the show like took it in that direction and took the opportunity to kind of like strengthen the family. Um, I like that a lot, especially the ending, one of the ending scenes between her and her dad, where he, you know, explains where her name came from and what it means. And I was like, Oh, oh that's super I cool. I love her dad, man. I know like, uh, he's a great character. And is it the? It's the first episode where they go to the convention and her dad comes yes. in like dressed as the Hulk and like <laughs> it's so adorable and like she oh. loses her cool on them and I felt like I didn't really feel bad for her mom because like her mom was being so 
just overbearing. But like her yeah. dad was so excited. Like, I'm going to go with you dressed like the Hulk. It's just like, oh my God, man. Like, and she even texts Bruno and's like, or calls him or whatever. And it's like, this is the worst. Like I just made my dad cry. <laughs> I know. I know I did. I felt so bad for her dad in that moment. And I like, I, it, I always get torn in these because it's like I'm a parent. So I now start to see things from the parent's perspective. But I also kind of like not like was that girl, but I, you know, was once a teenage girl. And I can 100 percent relate to like how she's feeling in the moment and how ridiculous she feels her parents are being. But I'm like, but I know your parents are coming from a good place, just like mine were, even though I'll never admit it to them. (laughs) (laughs) It, yeah, it, I mean, I, I, I can't say it because I'm not a parent. I, I, I don't want to say I've stepped into a role because it sounds like I'm, I'm patting myself on the back. But you know, I mean, I'm, I'm staying like helping with my niece, uh, who's yeah. 15 now. But you know, it, it's still, which actually makes it worse. Like it, it, that it, makes it, it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like stepping into something, and like really, most of the time she's like just looks at me like you're not my dad you look like my dad you kind of sound like my dad and you're here all the time but you're not my dad and i want you to go away (laughs) so um but like yeah i i do see things a lot differently just in the last two years um I, i honestly i should get mad at my brother all the time because i would talk to him on the phone or we'd be hanging out or whatever all he would do was complain about like <laughs> just how like I, I don't have any time to myself. I can't do anything I want to do. And, you know, not that he didn't love his wife and his kid, but it was just like this. You have so much more responsibility to make sure that this person does not die. <laughs> I, and like I, I just would infuriate me because I, I'd just be like, shut up, man. Like I go home every night to nothing like literally nothing it's just me and my xbox (laughs) like that's (laughs) all i have he's like yeah it sounds wonderful and i'm like it's not it's lonely man and now really there's a lot of days where i'm just like i just wish everybody would leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) i want a day where nobody asks me to do anything (laughs) Right, or like, just like I, a day to myself, literally, yeah. to, like just me. Or to go to the store and buy something and not have someone be like, "Well, can I get this? Why not? Because you're getting something. I made the money. It's my right? money, right? Can I have this? What about this? What about this? If you ask me for one more thing, I'm not buying <laughs> anything for a year. <laughs> Like, I've and literally it, said these words. It doesn't really change the older they get. No, they just get more expensive. Instead yes. of this $2 cheap squishy ball that, for whatever reason, my child is obsessed with and needs 50 of, she's going to want the iPhone or the iPod or whatever they make these days. I guess iPods don't exist anymore, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, I, I don't, I've heard in two years, I've heard. I need a f- new phone so many times. And I'm just like, <laughs> I've had the same effing phone for six years. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear about how you need a new phone or an <laughs> iWatch. Or... Yeah. It's like, oh, you need a new phone? Here, you can have mine. I'll get the new phone. <laughs> Legit what I'm going to do. Not even kidding. Yeah. 
You want um, a car? Great. Here's mine. I'm getting oh, a brand new one. <laughs> I had that conversation because she just turned 15. Oh, and I was God. like, well, my car will be paid off soon. Like, maybe I'll just give you my car and I'll go get a new car. I'm not driving your car. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. My, I, I got my car? dad's old car. Uh, um, but yeah, that, off, on a tangent to be like, it, like while I was annoyed with her mother, like I related to a lot more of that than I would have even four years ago. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, she does kind of just want the best and wants her daughter to be safe. And it just kind of comes out as like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't be this person. Like there's a yes. scene in like the second episode i think where they're like sitting at the dinner table with her brother's fiance and they're talking about their their lives and coming to america and all of that and the dad's like well that's why we came to america so our kids could be whatever they want to be and Mm -hmm. uh the mom says well almost anything they want to be and i'm like that that's like that comes off so much worse than you mean it like, I know what you mean, because you don't want right. your kids to be homeless criminals. musicians or criminals or, yeah. But, like, it just sounds so shitty. <laughs> it does. It does. It's like, it sounds like you can be anything you want to be as long as I approve of it, is, yep. is what it sounds like. And apparently, uh, the social media influencer or whatever it was she had going on with her, her online stuff, which I thought was super cool. Uh, they kind of just drop it, which I understand. Because, like, so much stuff happens. But, like, it kind of falls by the wayside a little bit. hmm So, yeah, I was, I was like, when I started to, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, that's right. It opens with her, like, posting these videos and, like, doing, like, all this stuff that kids do now. And, like, that still yeah. happens. But it happens under, like, an anonymous account because she's doing the Miss Marvel thing. Or, no, sorry, what do they call her to start with? That girl named her something so stupid. Nightlight. Someone with a light. Light girl, light. Yeah. Night. I think it's nightlight. Nightlight. That's it. Yeah. It's so terrible. <laughs> I almost said light bright. And I'm like, well, that's that's a different generation. <laughs> um, I, I'm uh really excited for like the continuing adventures of her and how, how they're gonna tie like her Carol. Mm-hmm. And Monica, mm-hmm. like all in together. I just, yeah, I got real excited for the Marvels, and I hadn't previously been excited for this movie until I watched this series and then realized what the movie meant <laughs> or would be. I, I've talked to a few people in the last few months that like actively did not like Captain Marvel, and that baffled me. I'm like, that movie made a billion dollars. <laughs> like, how did anybody not like it? Uh, personally, I, mean, I, I loved it. Um, there were a few things that I'm like, well, that could have been different. But overall, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I did too. First of all, it's set in the 90s. And so, yes. <laughs> so much nostalgia. And also, it's a woman superhero who's like a total badass. And so, yeah, I loved it. Um, I think a lot of people started having problems with it after Brie was very uh, opinionated on certain topics. It turned a lot of people off. And I think, but that's my theory. But 
my dad's one of those people. Like he he used to be a big Supergirl fan, and then when uh, Melissa Benoist, like uh, when they did that, uh, it was like a protest or whatever uh, at oh. one of the like Trump rallies or something, and like that turned him off so much that he, he was like, I, I, a I don't disagree with her, but it's it's weird that you do. Um, but he, he just, he fell into that cult of Trump, not to talk about my family, but it's it just whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I to like, unless they're like literally actively like hurting other people, like to be like, well, your politics or your opinion about like something make, makes it like, I'm not going to watch your stuff. I just won't watch your interviews. Right. Like, I just try and, like, separate it. Am I going to go out and, like, consume every single thing she does and follow her on social? No, probably not. I'm probably actually going to do the opposite because if I just – I don't care, like, what your view is. I don't particularly like it when people are, like, preachy and pushy. Yep. Like, that's what turns me off. I was like, but I still think you're a great actress, and I kind of loved this movie. She's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I even think her stupid Nissan commercials are charming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that. I, I like, I remember the first time I saw the commercial, and I was like, "That looks like Brie Larson." Like, and then like the second or third time I saw the commercial, I was like, "Oh shit, that is Brie Larson." <laughs> yeah, this is because it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love her. I'm so excited for that movie, uh, and, and just. To, I don't know if it feels stupid to say it, but like, because these are basically kids properties, but like right. outside of Tom Holland, we don't have any kids like, and he's not really a kid anymore. He's not so, a kid anymore. He was when he started, but <laughs> it's been a minute. So like to have younger heroes, like we have Kamala. Uh, now we have like, they, they introduce, uh, um, What's her name in uh, Hawkeye? Uh, oh yes, uh, she was great. Kate Bishop. <laughs> yeah, which she's not super young, but she is younger. Um, who else have they brought in? There's rumor that the uh, the characters of the kids, uh, Billy and uh, Wanda's kids, uh, mm, yes, Billy and Tommy, forget, Tommy, will be part of. Uh, Harkness, whatever they're calling the Ooh. Agatha Harkness series. Oh, I um, cannot wait for that. Right yeah, now. yeah, I, I'm super excited. Catherine Hahn, man, like, right? I'm so upset that Glass Onion is not playing in my city. I almost drove to Atlanta to go see it. Um, oh, nice. The it's the the Knives Out sequel. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen either one. They're both like on my list of things to see. Knives <laughs> out is so much fun. Um yeah. but like it that was a huge cast. It, and especially if you want to see Captain America be a real oh. a hole. Like Chris oh. Evans doing the like jackass thing is yes. awesome. <laughs> I just I love Chris Evans. I don't care what he's in. I will watch that man in literally anything. Yeah, you gotta see Knives Out. He or he plays as the case maybe. Such such a like perfect pompous ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
that. Sounds kind of amazing. No, like he is the main reason that I wanted to see that movie. I saw the trailer for it. I'm like, this this is amazing and I must see this. And, you know, I've got kids, so yeah. <laughs> never saw it. But yeah, yeah, uh, Glass Onion looked super awesome, too. I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. You yeah, I got a one. <laughs> yeah, I got a one week theatrical run. And but meanwhile, Black Adam. Yep. Well, it's a Netflix produced movie. So oh, they're, they're right. only giving it a limited run, but it was supposed to be a limited, not a limited run in time, but a wide release. And my theater here is still choosing to just show Black Adam nine times. So, uh, oh man, yeah, uh, it's so. I mean, I, I didn't hate Black Adam, but like, it's not like nobody's still seeing that movie at the level that you think you need it in seven or eight theaters. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a lot, especially in a smaller town. Um, so I didn't. We didn't talk too much about the 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 clandestine people who wind up being basically the bad guys, but with understandable intentions. Yeah. Um, it, what like is that? Are these characters that like you would want to see more of? Did any of them survive? Aside well, I, I, th- I think there's got to be more of them. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Well, kind of how they build it, build it was that those four characters that we see, including the grandmother, were somehow like stranded in our dimension. Right. And Yeah. And so, I mean, Aisha's dead. Well, I think, I think they all ended up dying because... Didn't the other two people get killed, like, in that one battle? Or then, yeah. no. I think everybody like, except uh, Cameron. Yeah. So he's, he's... He would only be, like, half. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, like, Kamala, basically. Yeah. He's he's half. Um. So he's, yeah, half Jin, half human. But his mother transferred all of her powers to him, which was very confusing to me. But that's, I guess, how she closed the portal or yeah. something. I, it makes sense in the, like, suspend your disbelief thing. Yeah, 100% when you're trying to shut the portal between a magical realm and ours. I Sure. I can go with it. It just, it wasn't clear to me like what was even happening because the person like literally a minute before she does the same thing, like went up to try to cross through and is like turned to ash. And then she sort of is too. But then we see all of her like powers somehow transfer to her son. And so that was very confusing to me, but <laughs> I, I was willing to go with it uh, for whatever reason. So yeah, so he's really the only one left and he's not like, I guess, full-blooded, if you will. So I don't know if we'll get more. Maybe we'll find out that more people were stranded or maybe more people will try to come over. I don't know how they got... I don't remember how they got here in the first place. Did they say? Um, There's a lot of, like, not definitive. It's just like, well, this is kind of what happened. Okay. Which is what they kind of did with them as a whole. Like, Right. How they, what their plan to get back is, what, the, like all of it is just kind of like, uh, we're gonna be real vague about this because, like, uh, if if we get too specific, it, Doctor Strange is kind of like that too. Where it's like, if you get re, like, if you try to like deep dive into that stuff, you're like, 
wait, why, like, why is, why can this happen, but this can't happen? Mm-hmm. Just, like, it, it just gets too confusing. So you just kind of have to be like, shoulder shrug. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. There was something, oh, I, we didn't talk about, I wanted to ask you what you thought about just the design of the show altogether, like the visual aspects of it. Oh, like, um, <laughs> there was one thing that was very distracting. Um, I'll, I'll ask you after we finish this part of the conversation, cause I'm curious if you, uh, agree with me or not, but, um, as do you mean like, so like in the first episode, like when she's texting and all yes. of a sudden it like kind of like appears on the screen and like all parts of, of it. Yeah. yeah. It feels kind of like comic booky and there's like different like transitions and kind of like the way that they do that. I loved all of that. I thought it was super cool. It also meant that I had to make sure that I was like more watching. actively watching <laughs> because I realized I was missing parts of the story, especially in that first episode. Uh, I feel like they did it a lot during that episode. Yeah. Um, and less so like throughout, but I, I liked that part of it. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It makes it so much more visually interesting than, I mean, and, and different than really anything they've ever done. Um, yeah. and, and that anything that most people are doing at all. Um, I, I think my favorite was, uh, maybe in the, the Pakistan episode, where like she walks in and like her mom is looking out over the city and like all those kites are like flying and she gets a text message and the kites kind of come together and (laughs) say they say something whatever she gets a text message i was like that is such a cool visual man like that it's just such a great way to do that yeah and i liked when they were planning out the big battle at the high school Yes. Um, how they did that, like with like the chalkboard and like it would animate and then it would also cut to them like actually doing parts of the plan. Like I thought the whole way that that was directed and put together, edited together was pretty brilliant, to be honest. It, it, it makes me so fucking sad that we're not getting to see that Batgirl movie. Like because the two guys that oh, did the yeah, Batgirl yeah. were like part of this show. They were like part of the creative team of the show. I think they directed. I know they directed the pilot, but it may have been the first two episodes. I'd have to go look. Mm-hmm. Um. So so they're part of like establishing the visuals of the the universe and like of the show itself. And like, I'm just like, what would Batgirl have been like, man? Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about it because that's completely been canned, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it was, They, I think the director said it was like 95% finished. They screened it for the cast and crew, um, but it, it is in shelved. They cannot monetize it because of tax purposes. Like that. that's what they use it for is a tax write-off. And so oh. it can never be monetized. Because that would negate it being a write-off. Interesting. D- didn't know that was a thing. How do it's, you not monetize it? Is it a? It's a movie. Is it a movie you, or TV show? That, it's a movie. So th- how do that, you not monetize just, a movie? They can't. Re- that's why they can't release it because you can't. They like, can't just throw it up on streaming because streaming is a monetization. You any kind of distribution model outside of like torrenting it 
is monetization. So, um, it, it's just, it's very much like, I, I don't know if you're familiar at all with the producers, the, the play. Yes. The Mel Brooks play. Okay. So it's, it's, that's what he did. All, only he didn't set right. out to do that. He inherited a property that w- was costing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, in the producers, the idea is it goes into what they call previews yeah, and then it t- completely tanks so it can never get to like a, an audience and then you right. can write it off on your taxes because like all the investors like gave you their money and then it tanked. You keep the money and they all write it off on their taxes um, yeah. as okay. a, a failed investment. Um, and that that's what he chose like to do was how much that and Scoob were the two things that they could, uh, or the second Scoob, Holiday Haunt, which was 100% finished. It's two of the things that they could release or, or not release and write down as uh, failed investments um, and, and it be give them kind of a, a tax break. Well, that's just disappointing. Yeah. Would have um, liked to have seen the second scoop, and so would my daughter. <laughs> I, I loved the first one. It was so I adorable. Did too. It was um, very cute. And I was so excited for for Batgirl. Like uh, you know, even with it coming straight to HBO Max, and a, especially after seeing uh, Miss Marvel, and mm-hmm. and like it just so excited to see what they could do with not not that she's not a big enough property, but Batgirl certainly has a more like a, like a bigger presence, you know, you're going to get yeah. more people into that. And I mean, and what it could have meant for their career. I mean, yeah. it just, it's so, so upsetting. So, um, but Hey, uh, uh, Zaslav screwed him over. That just means that maybe, uh, it, and apparently uh, Kevin Feige was one of, uh, so uh, I guess you don't know. I, I should have looked up the two guys names. They found out that the move that Batgirl was shelved and mm-hmm. would never be released. One of them, they were both at at a wedding, but it was one of their weddings. Oh wow! Yes, and when that story broke, like how shitty! Oh, and one terrible. of the first calls they got was from Kevin Feige. Ooh. So I, I know they're not uh, like I, everybody thought. Oh, maybe they'll be the guys that they bring back to blade because blade lost its director um which they recently just announced a new director for blade um but i mean they give them one of the avengers movies that are coming up like let's see what they can do you know i mean that's true i mean they did i I thought that the show was great like i really enjoyed it fantastic like it just it, it is visually it is the best thing marvel has done on like series wise um guardians of course looks phenomenal but guardians also feels like that the holiday special was literally taped into the budget of guardians of the galaxy volume three you know (laughs) like they're just like oh we're just gonna add that to the budget of this movie and just throw it up on disney plus so oh that's kind of funny and uh werewolf by night also looks fantastic but it is almost entirely in black and white which hides poor cgi like if your cgi is in black and white like it's hard to tell if it's really bad (laughs) 
I mean, that's a good point. It sure is. Uh, <laughs> if She-Hulk were in black and white, you would not have had people just being like, this looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of people complaining about it. it so. There are parts where it's so bad. It's Ooh. so bad. <laughs> but That's unfortunate. Yeah. If you can, I don't think it's worse than any of the bad stuff we've seen with like the Flash or like, <laughs> uh, who is oh, King Shark. Like, oh. when they first brought King Shark into the Flash in, like, yeah. season two, like, it's like, well, this it, it looks okay for a TV budget. And that's really what kind of She-Hulk is. Like, it looks okay for a TV budget, but you expect more from a Marvel show. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, we both love Miss Marvel. If anybody hasn't watched it, like, you get through the, the teeny stuff. It's a fun Superhero show I wish I could have got my nieces to watch it But They they just they're so over Any of this stuff they're just like I don't care about it I took them to see the Eternals And I think that ruined Any superhero stuff For them because (laughs) We all hated that movie (laughs) That's another one I I Haven't seen because I I heard uh, Got mixed reviews So It's just boring Yeah, I I think one of these days I'll probably just throw it on in the background just so I can like say not like say that I've seen it, but like just like hear what plays out just to, you know, have that familiarity with it. But yeah, yeah. at some point it will like come back and be relevant like those characters will and you'll kind of need to know what happened. But like it is just so not like it, it. It's a movie that should have been a tv show and i feel like uh miss marvel is probably a tv show even though we got six hours of the show almost it it could have been and maybe should have been a movie and probably could have done pretty well yeah um um but yeah I, i think that's all i have i feel like i rambled a lot there at the end but uh It's such a fun time And I I enjoyed getting to rewatch it Like I'd forgotten How much fun it is Like It's just Yeah it's a lot of fun I'm I'm probably going to revisit it again Right before the Marvels Which is uh, Sometime next year Like April May something I think it's sometime next year. I don't know exactly when, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like I feel like I might need to do a rewatch just before that movie comes out, just to make sure it's a little more fresh. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I do have like one final question for you. Just oh yeah, because. you were gonna ask me if something bothered me. That bothered you, but did you at all find it distracting that this was filmed in Atlanta and uh, very iconic <sighs> parts of Atlanta? I might add. It's supposed to be New Jersey. <laughs> That's supposed to be New Jersey. As someone who spends a lot of time in that part of Midtown, yeah, I was like, that's not New Jersey. Even the skyline, I was shocked. I'm like, oh my god, that's the that's the Atlanta skyline. Like, I legit thought they would just drop in the New Jersey skyline for parts of it, and like there are some parts of it they just nope, they yeah. just panned in, panned right down, and I'm like, that is Atlanta. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because like as I got older, like you you would especially as like commentary tracks and stuff become more became more relevant and i would i would i loved all that stuff i would listen to people talk about like those shots and be like well that's not really 
the New York skyline. That's not really LA. That's Toronto or that's whatever. But, you know, it didn't really matter to me. Like New York is kind of iconic. So as long as you see the buildings that you see, then you kind of know. It's kind of like when, when they do like uh, anything in London, they, if they show the eye, you're like, Oh, they're in London. You know, like you show that thing. Uh, And they kind of just assume that any other skyline or any other shots like that, it's going to be like, well, people won't know. And And, and when you live there, (laughs) it becomes super distracting. (laughs) Like, um, so there was a a movie, uh, what's Need for Speed? There was a a based on the video game, and it had the the kid from uh, Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul. Oh yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. it it bombed at the box. Rami Malek was actually in it too. Was Um, he really? Yes, I could have fucking met Rami Malek before I even knew who he was. They they filmed most of that in Atlanta, but they filmed a bridge chase in Columbus, Georgia, where I lived. Uh Aaron Paul was here. And so, uh, of course, everybody in the city was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I mean, and (laughs) I didn't really pay it much attention. I was like, whatever. It's not like you're never going to know. And when I, I, I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it on home video. And when I did, I was like, it is really freaking weird to right. see a bridge that I'm like, I know that bridge. I've mm-hmm. been across that bridge. I've driven across that bridge. I've walked across that bridge. I know that bridge. And that is not <laughs> L.A. or nope. wherever the hell they were. And like, it's so. Yeah, it is very mm-hmm. distracting. Yeah, so. like a like a very famous uh, theater that's iconically designed just like a mosque <laughs> and was used as a mosque in this very yeah. TV show. Well, the outside of it was. And then they filmed they filmed at Grady High School. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, you see like the Georgian Terrace right there as they're like yes. speeding down Peachtree. I'm like, yep. I, I, they're filmed on Marta. I'm like, I've yeah, been I, I very mean, I've stayed, much. I, I've been to the Terrace so many times. <laughs> so. I, I have season tickets to the Fox. I'm like, yeah. I know where they go when they go through that door. Nice editing, but it was, I knew where all the breaks were. I was like, Ooh, that's a, that's a break. That's a break. It's yeah. terrible. It was so bad. I was like, it, I, this is bad. I need to stop. It, it, now you know how people who live in New York and yeah. Toronto and Los Angeles. Vancouver. And like, like, yeah. Now you know how they feel. And they're like, that is not Chicago. Nope. <laughs> nope. And if uh, it were like a fictional city, like I would like give the flash and like arrow credit, like those true. aren't real cities, you know, like Metropolis right. isn't a real city. Gotham isn't a real city. But like all the Marvel characters live in actual cities. <laughs> like Jersey City is a real place. You couldn't send a camera crew up there to ride around and like even the effing office. <laughs> like I know. they filmed Scranton and just used that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the whole opening and, thing. But Marvel can't send a camera crew to ride around Jersey City oh, <laughs> and man. just film stuff. That that killed me. Like, because I in the beginning you don't notice it as much because they're mostly at her house and right. filming in I don't know probably like <laughs> one of you know like one of the boroughs here like one of the. I don't know, like Inman Park or like 
uh, over by Grady High School, there's a bunch of places over there where they usually film. But like <laughs> once they started showing like the the fox or like trying to drive down Peachtree or like even like where Bruno's um like family like convenience store or whatever that was, even like where that was, I'm like there's some shots in here that are very, very iconic Atlanta. So like anybody that's spent any time in this city, it just, it made me laugh. <laughs> uh, much like, uh, much like in Canto, we did not talk about Bruno. Right. Um, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> I, I did not love his character. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate either. him, but I, like, he just seemed so innocuous and it was like such a Peter Parker clonish stand in thing. I'm like, I, I get that this kid is smart, but like it, some of the things he quote invented, I'm like, I can buy that on Amazon for like 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what you're doing, dude. Um, I, he just, I, I thought he was just such a failed attempt at a sidekick. Um, I, the actor's fine. I, I, yeah. I know they were going for like a, love triangle crushy kind of thing that's what bothered me i hated yeah. the whole unrequited yeah. love aspect of their relationship i was like dude read the room <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah I, I i did not like that at all so Mm-mm. um but yeah you know there we go we talked about bruno <laughs> we did we did i guess we didn't talk about like her other best friend either but oh yeah that storyline i really liked I did like, too. I really liked. Um, and I was really disappointed when she found out that Kamala was uh, the superhero and she kind of just shunned her. Like it was so, she got so upset with her. But I, I get like it, you're upset because like your best friend has been lying to you. Yeah. But like it just, you know. I don't know. I, I felt like she could have been a little more understanding, but I did like the her running for uh, the that position. I thought that was uh, really uh, fun, clever, and poignant, like purposeful thing to to do without also again not being overly preachy. Yeah, exactly. I yeah no, I love that whole thing too, and I liked that it it felt like she was actually making noticeable changes. So I did, I did enjoy that part of it quite a lot. Um, but yeah. Um, I, gonna, oh, you talked about the flashback episode. The, yeah. One of the best things about the flashback episode was the Marvel Studios, like the logo, like the black and white and like the, mm-hmm. the old foot. Like that was so, it was so awesome. I, every time they do the change up for the Marvel logo, it gets okay. me so damn excited. Um, yeah. Well, but well, you hadn't seen it. I was going to say, except for the Black Panther, but that's not because it wasn't <laughs> good. It's literally, um, I'll just, I'll prepare you for it because I was not prepared for it. And I like, I thought I was going to have to leave the theater. It like, it, there's a cold open for Black Panther, which is something Marvel never does. Yeah. And the entire Marvel logo is Chadwick Boseman. Oh God. And it's that's completely gutting. silent. Oh god. There's no music, nothing. It's I mean just, that's lovely, but yeah. It, it is a perfect tribute, but and I swear to god, I've never been in a movie theater that was so quiet in my life. 
Right? Just like dead it, silence. Yes. That's how I would have been like too. Every single person was like, I'm not ready for this. And I'm trying not to cry in the first three minutes of the movie. Right? It, yeah. It, it was, it was, oh, it was rough. <laughs> I was oh, just like, oh man. God, I was not ready for this. <laughs> like, yeah. I knew we we're going to have to address his death, but holy shit, not in the first three minutes. <laughs> right? Oh, well, at least now I'm prepared for when I watch it to know that I'll probably burst into tears yep. when it starts. <laughs> It'll be good you're watching it at home because yeah. you won't feel embarrassed that you're weeping. <laughs> right? I will be sure to watch this late at night on my own. <laughs> um, But, okay, uh, well, everything else we're doing is over at xwingfiles.com, as everybody knows. But you have your own stuff. Uh, what are y'all talking about right now? I do have my own stuff. Uh, right now, we are wrapping up Stargirl. Um, Legends, unfortunately, ended quite a while ago, and it's never coming back. Uh, so we actually have a super, super, super long marathon, like, wrap up the whole series, what it meant to us, like, all that sort of tribute if you will um if anybody likes legends and they're interested in in hearing that um i will prepare you it's like six hours long it's split into two episodes <laughs> so you have to like really want to hear all the stuff but we cover that show all the deserves things. it yeah we thought so and it was kind of what what started us what started us with the our whole podcast it was uh, me and my co-host martin like it's kind of what started us with everything and so it just kind of felt fitting that we bring it all full circle and give it a really good tribute. Um, I don't think we'll probably do the same thing for Stargirl, but we do know that series is ending. So that's what we're talking about now. And then once that's over, we'll just take a break until Superman and Lois. Uh, it's supposed to air. Yeah, I think January, February. So that's the last DC show that we have. So if that one gets canceled, I don't, we haven't fully decided what we're going to cover after that, but it's okay. Made, I'll co-opt you into something. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So if you if you've made it through all of this and you are still interested in listening to our podcast, it is called Tomorrow's Legends. You can find it everywhere you find podcasts. Just pop it into Google. So. It's good stuff. If you like the, the those DC, especially the Arrowverse Flash stuff, yeah. um, it, it, you know, specifically Legends of Tomorrow. Like it, it was it was a show that had a very devoted fan base. And yeah. just did, I don't think ever got the the full credit it deserved. Like from season one to the end, like it was always just fun. So, I know it was. It's a good yeah, show. Everybody, go check that out. And I don't know when we'll be. I mean, I'm sure we might have a, a one-off episode of whoever I can co-opt in to talk about Guardians or. Or Black Panther. Um, almost everybody I know hasn't gone to see Black Panther, which is weird because it's made like four hundred million dollars, um, <laughs> and uh, I still we still haven't like deep uh, deep dived into uh, Werewolf by Night. But uh, I mean, we got time, so uh, <laughs> so stay tuned and uh, go check out Tomorrow's Legends. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm.